You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Bachelor in Paradise and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. Alright, what's up everybody? Welcome to podcast number 141. I am your host, Reality Steve, a season of The Bachelorette in the books. Before we get to talking about that and before we get to our guest this week, let me talk to you about Protein One. One Hunger Strikes, just remember this set of numbers, 90, 10, 1. 90 calories, 10 grams of protein, 1 gram of sugar. These are the numbers of Protein One, a bar that fills you up without loading you up. Available in four tasty flavors that will help kick your cravings. Try Protein One for your next snack emergency. Available at all major retails, Walmart, Target, local grocery store, and Amazon. So we're going to do a couple things today. I'm going to talk about the Bachelorette finale, stuff that I didn't get to or maybe I didn't elaborate on in my column. Do that for about 15 or 20 minutes, and then I'll bring on our guest. We're going to have Haley Stevens on, Jed Wyatt's ex-girlfriend. Talked to her yesterday, and just wanted to go over some things with her as well, because we haven't heard from her since she did the interview. The finale aired. Haley was basically vindicated of everything she said, and we'll talk to her and get her thoughts on a lot of things regarding what went down uh, in the finale. Is she sad? Is she mad? She's still pissed? Does she feel betrayed? What's going on with her? And uh, we'll get to that momentarily. But there's a few things I want to talk about in regards to the finale. Some of it I briefly mentioned in the column. Some of it I didn't. And I want to I want to touch on a few topics here. First topic is Tyler and Hannah. And um, what goes on from here between them. And I think a lot of you are hoping for them, rooting for them. Obviously, Tyler is by far the most popular contestant we've ever had on the show if you're going strictly by instagram numbers i mean he's at like 1.4 or 1.6 million followers that's unheard of for a contestant who was not the lead and i mean he had over a million before the finale so he's obviously very popular america loves him everybody in the audience tuesday night loved him and you know we we got the breakdown of hannah and tyler what are we going to do And Hannah asks him, hey, why don't we get some coffee or drinks, whatever she said. And Tyler agreed. And it's just, hearing the response today, it's, you know, people that want Tyler as The Bachelor saw that footage of him sitting there saying he's standoffish. You could tell he's not into this. He's just doing it to be nice. The people that want to see a Tyler and Hannah future looked at the same exact footage that everybody in America saw and say, oh my God, he's in love with her. So you see the biases that are going on here. I'm going to speak to you realistically, and I'm guessing the Tyler and Hannah fans are not going to like this, and I'm not trashing them whatsoever. I'm not like Mr. Cynic, or you don't think any couple is ever going to make it. I'm just being realistic and giving my opinion here. My opinion is this. Hannah, as we know, has moved to L.A. Tyler has said in interviews today he's going to be moving to New York. Okay? My impression is that they will get that drink someday. Maybe they'll spend a weekend together because the fact that they're on opposite coasts doesn't make this easy to even go get a drink. Like, what is Hannah going to do? Say, hey, I'll come to New York to get that drink and then, what, get on a plane and leave and go back home? Obviously, if she goes, she's probably going to make a weekend out of it. And if he comes to her, make a weekend out of it. The bottom line is, I just don't think these two are going to last, not because they're not a good match, not because I just think Hannah blew her chance by not picking him originally. And I know Tyler has taken her back, and I understand that the Tyler and Hannah fans think that they're going to be married and until one of them dies. I I get it. You you, you are 100% convinced, and nothing I say is going to convince you otherwise. I'm just looking at it realistically. I think Hannah's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. I haven't heard anything, but I think she will be on it. Tyler won't be. So Hannah is basically going to be occupied for the next two months with zero chance to see Tyler unless he comes out and comes to L.A. and sits in the stands to watch her. 
Will it happen? I don't know. But he's certainly not going to be there every week if he does. I just don't see these two doing a bi-coastal, long-distant relationship. I don't see it. She just got settled in L.A. She's not moving anytime soon. He's about to get settled in New York. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. I just don't see it. I think it was a nice moment. I think it was at the last 15 minutes of the show where she had basically gotten beaten up for 90 minutes by what Jed did and you know him coming out, her having to confront him for the first time since they broke up four or five weeks earlier. I think it was a nice gesture on Tyler's part. I do think there's a part that he he was basically stuck. Not saying he didn't want to go out for drinks with her, because I think he does. But the way Tyler has been all season with his speeches and saying everything right, I just there was a moment in there where Tyler has we all know this. Tyler has said everything right. The the speeches that he's given her on their dates, the speech that he gave at the final rose ceremony, the guy has been Mr. Perfect. I thought maybe he would drop a I was really hoping for this day. Like, I was hoping this would happen. Not that I was rooting for you, against you guys, but I was kind of hoping this would happen. In fact, we would get to this place where you were single and I were single and we could try this out. It was, do you want to get drinks? Yeah, I think I'd like that. It, there's just, I'm telling you, I, and I know the Tyler and Hannah fans are going to say, Steve, you told us that Tyler and Hannah had, had no chance, so why should we listen to you now? You don't have to. I'm just telling you to temper your expectations. If you think that these two are, this is going to lead to a long-distance relationship and one of them is going to fly to see the other one every couple weeks or a month for the next six months or whatever, which is kind of how a long-distance relationship would need to work, got to see each other a lot. Um, I just don't see it happening. I think they're friends. I think they get along great. They fell for each other two months ago. They obviously care for each other. They will be in each other's lives. I just think at the end of the day, this thing will just fizzle off. They'll say, great person, love and respect them to death. It's just not in the cards for us. And I, and I, and I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I don't think Hannah should be in a relationship right now anyway. Even And, you know, we can't even say, like, it's going to be a breakup because it's not like they're dating. All they said was, we're going to get drinks. They're not even dating. They're not saying we're a couple. So I just think it's... We are starting off very, very slow here, which is probably what they should do. They shouldn't jump into a relationship. But I think it's very easy for them to start this way and then just be like, look, it just it's just too difficult. He's on the East Coast. I'm on the we're, we're a five and a half, six hour flight from each other. This isn't very conducive to the beginning of a relationship. So uh, we'll see what happens. Um, but if I'm a Tyler and Hannah fan, I, I, I would just temper your expectations on something like this. All they said was they're getting drinks. They didn't even say they want a date. Just, hey, let's get drinks. Let's see where it goes. That's such a vague, generic answer. Um, so, yeah, I'm. that's where I'm looking at with them. It's just I, I don't see it long term for them. The other thing I want to talk about uh, is the uh, friends of Tyler post-show and what they're doing. Tyler liking photos of people basically criticizing Hannah which shoots down all his credibility. I said it in yesterday's column, and literally an hour after I posted, I'm getting sent screenshots of Tyler liking comments that's basically saying, Hannah didn't fight for you. What's the big deal? She slept with a bunch of other guys. If you can't get, to, if she can't get through that, you guys were never going to make it anyway, and him liking stuff like that. And don't, you know, don't give me the Garrett answer. Like, oh, he double tapped. You know, he knew what he was liking, and that's basically his way of saying it. By the time you hear this podcast, Tyler will have appeared on GMA this morning. Don't know what he said yet, obviously, because I'm taping this on Wednesday night. But um, I can't imagine anything he can say. Uh, I, I've even heard stuff since yesterday's column that basically alludes to the fact that Tyler doesn't give a shit. Like he, He's just glad that this thing is over and wants to just move on. Not saying that he shouldn't, because, but I'm just saying the act of oh i'm so sorry and i really apologize like he i'm i'm telling you he doesn't care he cares that it's over he cares that he doesn't have to hide behind the show anymore and he can go out and do what he want without feeling judged not that that stopped him for the last 2 months while the show was airing and even the month after they got engaged and him acting like a single man 
I'm just telling you, this guy doesn't give a shit. Unfortunately. And it sucks for Hannah. And this guy hangs with a crew in Nashville. You'll hear it in Haley's voice in the interview. She knows. She knows what kind of guys he hangs with. She's not going to come out and criticize him openly, but you can tell in her answer. She knows. Um, the stories that I've heard for the last two months regarding these guys, the Alex, the Logans, they are musicians, and they are the true definition of when you hear about how musicians are and what they do when they're out at bars and gigging in different cities and different nights. That's the crowd that he runs with. And those are the kind of people that he associates himself with. I don't expect his behavior to change one bit. He's going to go back to being the Jed he was pre-show and even post-show after he was engaged. I think this notion of Jed didn't know what he got into, he didn't know what he was signing up for, I think that's coming from a lot of the Jed people. Like, big deal, it's a TV show. Like, no one's on there really for true love. I mean, I think you we, we've certainly talked about this ad nauseum over the last few months and even the last couple of years. It's just like, yeah, these people are going on for an opportunity and to build their brand. However, Jed wasn't just any other contestant. This was a guy that came on the show with false intentions. And he can say he doesn't know what he's signing up for, in regards to the Bachelor format. Uh, But I think what happens is... I think there's two ways to look at this. The Bachelor format of going on a dating show, there's going to be a bunch of people, people are going to be eliminated, people are going to get one-on-ones, there's going to be group dates. You know what you're signing up for in that aspect. I think when Jed doesn't know what he's signing up for, I think he's clueless when it comes to, I don't think Jed had a clue on how big Bachelor Nation was and how serious people take this. And, you know, he made that Instagram post three weeks ago about people attacking his family, and that's obviously out of line. Nobody should be attacking his family for anything, even though they were putting on an act at the hometown date because they knew he was with Haley right before he left. There doesn't need to be death threats. You can call them fake and actors, whatever you want to call it, but... Death threats and any sort of threats, just idiotic, and that never should have happened. However, I think Jed was completely clueless to realize what he got himself into, not just the show format, but what it actually means to be on this show and what it actually means to be a contestant on the show and possibly get a bad edit and or be the villain. You know, Luke experienced it this season. I don't think Jed had any idea what he was getting himself into. And that's why he thought he could get away with it. Like, oh, big deal. I'll go on, get top five. What did he tell Haley? I want to be top five, and I'll, I'll get out, and we're fine. And he gets further, and he gets further, and he gets further. And then he's the final one, and he proposes. And I just think he thought, I'm going to just go along with it and see how far I can ride this out. And was having, obviously, downplayed Haley to Hannah. And that was the end of that. But I don't think that there's a lot of people even the ones that are going through the process now, final casting weekends coming up these next couple weekends for the women that are going to be on the next Bachelor season. It's one thing to say, yeah, I watched the show, I know it, but none of these people, not one person who arrives on that first night has any idea what they're truly getting into social media-wise. They know that they know what they're getting into with the show, and they've probably heard, oh, producers are really manipulative, you know, don't say this and don't do that but none of them absolutely have any clue on how to deal with the social media aspect of the show because it's become such a major, major factor in what we're seeing. I mean, just look at the fact that this season, this final couple ended an engagement because of social media, because of that interview Haley did. I don't know if you read Hannah's People Magazine interview, but she was asked basically... If Haley never spoke, do you think you guys would still be together? She said they were having problems before that. And she was asked and said, it's hard to answer that right now, but I definitely don't think I would have given up when asked what would have happened if the Jed article had never been published. And her answer was, it's hard to answer that right now, but I definitely don't think I would have given up. So we're talking about, for the first time ever, this show kind of evolving to a point where It is actually taking into account 
what's going on in the real world because we all know these people are shut off from the real world. And the fact that they showed People magazine and they referenced articles being written, it, we're just in different times. It's, I know people want to go back to the glory days of this show and why can't we get everybody on the show that's really there for true love? It's like, don't watch the show then, please, because you're not going to get that. Because that show was 2003. It's 2019. You can't do... They couldn't do that if they tried. Because this train is already on the tracks going 100 miles an hour. These people are already knowing all the people that came before them who have built 500,000 Instagram followers, a million Instagram followers, 2 million Instagram followers, making ten dollars to $15,000 a post. Those days of 2003 where everybody on the show and... Everybody's innocent, and maybe everyone's looking to find love. It's just not going to happen. Don't even think for a second it's even a possibility. You can't go back to that when everybody already knows what can come of this show. And, I mean, this season, the fact that the season was ended because of an article that was written, it just makes blogs, media outlets, podcasts so much more important in this show. Probably why a lot of people are doing them now, Um, but... I just think it's going to guarantee this isn't the last time something breaks on a blog or a podcast and affects the show. It's going to happen. It happens. I mean, we know that there are other things, you know, the Peter stuff got brought up, hasn't been brought up on the show, but you know, with Kaylee talking, that became a talking point this season. And I just think you can't, you can't get away from that. And every season it's going to be basically trying to find Who's the person with the girlfriend or boyfriend back home? I mean, that's going to be what people go after. And I just don't think that there's any way to get that train to slow it down. Uh, it's This is where we're at right now, and you have to accept it. This isn't 2003 anymore. We are going to have social media play a major, major, if not the main role of the show from here on out. Not saying every engagement is going to end, end because of a social media story, but... The show itself is evolving because in 2003, we didn't, they didn't have to deal with this. The show is accepting the fact that spoilers and blogs and podcasts are now a part of their culture. They're not just dismissing it. They have to accept it. And obviously, it was accepted in a major way this past season with everything that Haley did. And it affected. You just heard Hannah in the People Magazine article basically say... If that article doesn't come out in People, I probably would have fought for it more. Even though we were having issues, and Jed apparently needed validation every single day that she liked him. Um, I mean, that's where we're at. And it's it's not getting any... It's not going to slow down. If, if anything, it's going to take off even more. So you got to change with the times. And this show is doing it, and... You got to applaud them for it. If they didn't and they were still running a show that was made for 2003, 2004, 2005, it's no different than my writing style has changed since I started covering the show in 2003. It's just you adjust, you adapt. And this show would be idiotic if they didn't acknowledge this fourth wall of what's going on in the real world with these contestants, even though this is a television show. They have to start incorporating that stuff. Kind of like, I don't know, the Hills did it, you know? The Hills had that whole thing where the show was interesting to people online and what was going on behind the scenes that people were finding out, and then they just started incorporating it into their storylines. Now and back 10 years ago when the Hills, before the Hills went off the air. So I think it's inevitable, and I think the show is doing a good job of it. And if they didn't, it would be embarrassing, actually, because you can't you can't not talk about it. And plus, when this show is such a big deal on social media, on Twitter, on Instagram, they know people are checking stuff like that. They can't be stupid enough to ignore what people are saying and what people are talking about and what the buzz is about the show. And now they're starting to incorporate it. And, you know, good for them. But it is pretty amazing, though, uh, here in 2019 that we had a a major relationship from this show and because of social media. All thanks to Haley, and I, I think she did the right thing. Before we get to Haley, 
let me talk about a couple things, uh, a couple advertisers here. First off, we got Griffin. Griffin makes it easy to wake up rested and happy with the world's most comfortable sheets and duvets. They'll give you the most comfortable sleep of your life. All of Griffin's bedding is made with premium quality Supima cotton, and everything from their materials to their facilities is evaluated to the highest standard because Griffin owns their entire manufacturing process. They control every detail that can change the way you sleep, and they've had over 200 years to perfect their craft. Refinery29 recently described Griffin as bedding that you can feel good in and about. For a limited time, you can try the sheets free for 30 days, no strings attached. If you don't like them, send them back. You won't be charged. But I'm going to make a guarantee to you here. I guarantee anybody that takes up this offer and anybody that takes Griffin sheets, you ain't returning them. I've never returned mine. I don't plan on returning them either. They're great. I mean, look, I've mentioned this in the past when I've talked about Griffin. I used to sell bedding to JCPenney when I worked with my dad. And so I'm kind of a threadsheet snob. I'm not going lower than 400 thread sheet count. Sorry. That's just me. Um, so Griffin, uh, you're going to love their sheets. Trust me. They make bedding that you can feel good in and about visit griffinhome.com or search Griffin home and use the code Steve at checkout. That's Griffin G R Y P H O N home.com and use the code Steve. Also your stomach is rumbling. You need something to fill it. Hunger strikes so aggressively, it's easy to grab for the nearest snack, whether it's donuts in the break room, a bag of any machine goodies, or a muffin in the downstairs cafe. But when you're in need of a quick, tasty treat, there's only one set of numbers you need to know. That's 90, 10, 1. 90 calories, 10 grams of protein, 1 gram of sugar. These are the numbers of Protein 1, a bar that fills you up without loading you up. Available in tasty flavors that will help kick your cravings. Chocolate chip, peanut butter chocolate, chocolate fudge, and strawberries and cream. I'm rotating now on which one I like the best. It's kind of whatever one I reach in for since I like all four and I have all four at my disposal now. It's whatever one I reach in for and grab. That's the one that I end up eating. So I do like chocolate chip, though. Uh, Peanut butter, chocolate, strawberries. You can't go wrong with any of them, to be honest with you. So they're great. Try Protein One for your next snack emergency. Available at all major retails, Walmart, Target, local grocery store, and Amazon. All right, so let's get to it. You heard her a few weeks ago on the podcast when she first wanted to tell her story. She had spoken to media, but she came on and talked to us for 90 minutes. This is a quicker conversation. There's no need to interview Haley anymore. She said everything she needed to say last time. This is more of a catch-up. It's about 25 minutes long. And just her thoughts on everything that went down, everything that she heard. Did she even watch the finale? You'll hear that right away. And kind of break down how she feels about everything and what went through her mind since we last spoke. Has she had any sort of epiphanies about anything? Um, so you'll you'll hear Haley speak on all these things uh, and, and talk about what it's been like for the last month since she was last on and, and first spoke up and what it feels like to you know, be the reason why this relationship ended. And, you know, yeah, she ended an engagement. It's not like she's jumping up and down. She's definitely not wanting Jed back. They will probably never speak again. But she does realize the role that she played in this breakup, and you'll hear how that makes her feel. So without any further ado, let's get to it. It's podcast number 141 with Haley Stevens. All right, uh, let's bring her in. You heard her on the podcast about a month ago. Um, she is one half of the band Sweet Leah. She is, uh, thankfully, Jed Wyatt's ex-girlfriend is Haley Stevens. Haley, how are you? Well, I'm okay. I'm, uh, I'm glad to be on, to, for this to be over. <laughs> I know. I, this, may seem like a, this may seem like a silly question, but did you watch it last night? No. <laughs> you didn't? didn't. Okay. I didn't. I, uh, I, my dad took me out and we drank a lot of wine. <laughs> okay, so you don't know the particulars. I'm sure you've been briefed on what he said. I, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, uh, you know, my mom and sister stayed home and and watched and kind of gave me the rundown afterwards. And and of course, I've been you know kind of tagged in some clips and things. So I kind of I, I know the gist. 
So it's basically exactly what we said he was going to do. He downplayed yeah. your relationship to her. He made it seem like, oh, you're just a girl that, you know, he was hooking up with. And, oh, yeah, I ended it before I left. You know, no biggie. And it's just from what you've heard, anything that you heard Jed say last night, did it piss you off or was completely inaccurate? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Oh. Uh, well, I mean, I'll just say, you know, I, like you said, it was all just very, you know, downplayed. Yeah. I mean, the thing is that I've, I've had some time to gain a little perspective. So I don't have, it, I don't feel the same like heartbreak. Oh, I'm so sad kind of feelings. It's more just like, are you kidding me? You know, and I think I think a lot of the things that he said and that he downplayed, people saw right through. I mean, yeah. from the reactions that I've gotten, the messages that I've gotten, everybody's like, you know, OK, well, he, he said, I love you. And, you know, I, and yeah, but, and, but Haley, he was he was drunk. So, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> in an extravagant location, that, you know, yeah. that, that does that really messes with you. But, you know, and the, and and the other thing is like. You know, he, I love his family. I've spent time with his family and, and uh, you know, a stop by was, let's say that was, that was really downplaying about a four day stay in his childhood bedroom. But, you know, yeah. beyond that, sh- sure, sure. <laughs> not, not, yeah. Well, that's the thing. You're just watching this back and, and knowing I had spoken to you and knowing what you had said to other media outlets it was just like, you know, and then Jed took to Instagram about two or three weeks ago and told everybody like, hey, back off. You don't know the full story. You should make your yeah. judgments afterwards. I'm like, okay, well, you had your chance yeah, and you didn't, nothing was changed. Like, he, I, I don't want to say I want to give him credit, but he didn't, he didn't change anything about what you said and said like that never even happened. I. Like, Right. Like I said, he just made everything seem like it was way less important than it was, which is what we figured he would do, you yeah. know, saying, oh, yeah, you know, Hannah questioning him. Well, you told her you loved her. Yeah, I did, but I was drunk. Like, you know, stuff like that. It's just I don't know what he was thinking <laughs> going through this. And honestly, I'm trying to understand as a guy what Jed's thinking was in all this. Like when you look back on it now, what? Could you, can you come up with anything? Like, what do you think his plan was in this? I just honestly, you know, I've thought about it a million times over. And, and the thing that really like stands out to me and the only thing that I guess that, you know, I don't know if it was like he got caught up in it or if he wanted to be the one to win her heart or, you know, I, I really like, I can't. I have no idea why it went as far as it did. Yeah. You know, I mean, goodness gracious. And I just, the fact that I, you know, in hindsight, and as I've watched this whole thing unfold at multiple times, have thought, goodness, this is her experience. This is supposed to be her love story where she has a happy ending. And for me, you know, it's like I, any regret that I feel is, like goodness gracious i if i had ever in a million years known that this would this would be the ending that it would go this far that he would propose you know i would have handled things very differently but I, but it's just like for me i can't you know love saying i love you to someone is not something that you just say because you're drunk or because you're just have an overwhelming feeling for someone like when you say I love you that's a responsibility to put their needs in their heart before yours and so not only did that not happen for me but you know this was her experience and therefore she didn't get that respect either so you know yeah the one thing that I was trying to think of throughout all this and the only thing I could come up with was you know this plan that he had hatched before he left with you basically saying you know, I'll get to the top five and eliminate myself. Like, if he would have just gone through with his actual plan, I mean, it would have been productive for him, at least, you yeah. know, because 
it's because he got to the end and you didn't see the engagement, but Hannah was over the moon for this guy the, this, yeah. the day they got engaged in Greece. Like, I mean, she I was, believe it. Yeah. I mean, she was very, she was a happy woman. They had yeah. the videos of them post show and hanging out and it looked like they were having a great time. And she was, you know, this whole time us as the audience is sitting there cringing, knowing what's about to come. Um, and I just think when I look back on it, my guess is Jed just thought, I think he thought you would never go to the media and show receipts. That's the only thing I can think of. Because sure. if you would have just done an interview, either with me or either with people or ET, whoever, and just said, hey, I was dating this guy before he left. Like, this is what a dog he is. Right. I, I think it just would have turned into a people will still side with Jed. Hannah probably would have sided with Jed because there was nothing. She would have gone along with you know, he did tell her the day after the engagement, hey, there's this girl. And right. she chose to believe it because she said, yeah, I wasn't happy about it. But, you know, I figure a lot of these guys are dating someone before they leave. I get it. Right. Um, but the second I think that you showed receipts and you showed the things that he wrote and said, I think that's where obviously it all went to hell for him in a handbasket because he had right. no he he couldn't defend himself. Um, I'm assuming you haven't heard from him since we last no. spoke? <laughs> no, absolutely not. How, what about like even, I mean, I'm sure you've gotten messages either private or on your Instagram. People in his inner circle, were they calling you out? Were they mad at you? Were they saying, hey, thanks for maybe he'll get his ass in gear now? I mean, what's been the response that way? I mean, let's just say they're not my biggest fans. Um but, you know, once again, when we spoke last time, I, I expected that. I had – and nor do I expect anyone to say – to not, you know, be his friend. Like, I would never have that expectation. I pretty much expected, you know, like you said, people that are his friends are going are gonna to be his friends. And I think, you know, that's great. So – Yeah. It, it, the thing is, this whole thing was just kind of a, you know – crappy situation and here we are it is what it is so yeah i um i don't know if you saw it but last night um his roommate alec took to social yeah. media had a free jed t-shirt on says yeah. you know now he's a free man and it's just like you know i've heard a lot of things post show regarding the the circle of guys that he runs with and this is basically what they do. And the fact that his own roommate last night is basically saying, like, yeah, finally this is over. Great. Now he's a free man to do what he wants. It's just like, wait, you mean the, you mean the free man that was on TV last night crying and still professing his love to her? Like, it's yeah. like if he goes back, and honestly, I mean, my opinion is I don't think Jed really cares. I think Jed is more cared about the cares about the fact that this could affect his music career, and this and he cares more about the fact that he was caught and he was embarrassed on national television. I think that Jed will go back to doing uh, what he's been doing around the Nashville scene, which is you know playing his gigs and going home with different women. Um, I don't think it's going to change. I I heard something as 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 late as this past weekend that he was acting single, which I mean I guess he can because he is. He was I single, he but he doesn't have the microscope of the show anymore, so he doesn't have to worry. Right. Um, and I just think surrounding himself with people like that um, is is not going to make this any better for him. And, you know, you just you look at it, and it's just sad because you'd want anything. You'd want the guy to at least learn. Like, look, I America hates him outside of his close circle. Everybody in America hates the guy right now and thinks he's a dog for what he did to Hannah. And they have a right to, to feel that way towards him. But you would think maybe he would learn something from this. And I just, yeah. I never got that sense. Do you get the sense that maybe Jed will change after this? I mean, you know, I, I can only hope. I don't, Here's the thing. I, you know, one thing kind of I will say, you know, uh, uh, and, and I know we, most of our friends are our mutual friends. And, you know, I know those guys personally and have spent Lots of nights, you know, sitting on their couch and, and I don't know that it's, you know, I, I don't know these, these stories and, and all the things. And so I yeah. would hate to just like say, 
they're bad guys or, or anything like that. I, I more think maybe they, I don't know that any of them really understood sort of the magnitude of, of what this show is. I mean, you know, I said that in the beginning, like I didn't, I have been able in hindsight to gain a little bit of perspective in the fact that hearts got involved in an engagement happened. So, you know, the fact that, you know, I think that they have this, this view of this being a show still, you know, when in reality, you know, this was a relationship that was formed in a future that was supposed to be, you know, developing. And this was supposed to be the start to their engagement and not the end of a show. And so, but I, but I just don't, I don't know if they necessarily have, you know, like bad and I don't, I, I don't know. I just more think maybe they don't understand or, or maybe are missing the point of, yeah. of why this like, isn't okay. Um, but you know, I would, I would hate to just, cause I, you know, I, it's hard. It's a tough position to be in when you personally know these people and yeah. have loved these people. And, and I do sort of understand where they're coming from being angry with me. Um, but at the same time, you know, this was a situation that, that came about and, you know, the person here that, you know, talk about embarrassed or that had to, you know, I don't even think it's embarrassing. I think she handled herself and handled the situation. I mean, better than I could have even imagined, you know, kind of calling him on a shit and standing up for herself. And like, I just, I think that was amazing. And that's probably the thing that is the most important of the entire episode. Yeah, I think you might I think you might have nailed it on the head there is that I just don't think his friends either care or understand the magnitude of this show. Like got into right. it just like Jed really didn't seem to understand what he was going into when he's explaining to you like, "Yeah, I'm going to go on and you know, it'll be good for my career." And see like that like right. he just doesn't understand the whole Bachelor Nation thing and how big this show is in the pop culture world and how it can really ruin you if you get a bad edit or do some bad shit on the show like he did and i think he's seeing that now will he change i guess you know only time will tell on something like that but you would hope that the guy would learn something from this i just the vibe that i get how he acted last night how he acted when hannah did break up with him a month ago and confront him on your story you know still trying to justify it in his mind it just didn't it seemed like he was more bothered by the fact that he got caught than the fact that and then you know yeah he apologized but when you apologize it when you apologize after justifying it just seems like you're only apologizing because you feel like that's what you're expected to do and um it didn't come across as too sincere to me but look jed's got time to prove himself whether he does or not is is completely up to him um you know one question i got after we did the first podcast and i can't remember if i asked you this but did you ever think of going to Hannah directly yourself as opposed to either, you know, coming to me and, and, and talking to the media? Was there, was there a, a thought in your head of why don't I just tell her this myself or I can't remember yes. if we even talked about this. So, and, and I've thought this is one of those things, of course, every single day I've like had a different mind about how things went down and did, you know, I've called my mom on many occasions and I'm like, did I do this right? Did I, I have what, you know, like I, I don't know if I've made the right decisions and how everything has been handled. I don't know all that I know, you know, yes, I thought about, you know, how could I get in touch with her directly? And, you know, maybe I could have, you know, I thought, okay, her brother now follows me on Instagram. Maybe I could reach out to him. But then it's like, I want, I don't know what he said about me to her. If I reach out, are they just going to be like, oh yeah, this crazy girl is now trying to, you know, getting okay here she here she comes you know it's like you just kind of don't know what you're getting into and then kind of from my perspective like I'm getting contacted in kind of the public eye like when I'm getting like the story is getting out to the media about me and I'm like okay so it just you know it's one of those things it's like I have had time and perspective to sit back and think did I do it all right? I can't know. I don't know if I did or if I didn't. All I know is that, you know, even even though it was public, I mean, this show is unbelievably public. Their entire relationships, it, 
unbelievably public and you know my side of the story getting out there was all public so it's like it was, it was going to come out. And so I, you know, my thought process was like, you know, gotta, I gotta protect me and I'm going to protect my side of the story. And if it's going to get out there, like you said, I'm going to, you know, provide these receipts so that I'm protected. And, and, you know, she knows that it's not just, I'm not just trying to like tear down what they have. It's just solely as me saying, wow, you know, holy moly, there's an engagement here and I kind of have these things. So it's, you know, I think there have been lessons to be learned for everyone involved. And so I don't know. I mean, yet, yes and no. And I thought about a million different things and it's, it's kind of hard. It's easy from an outside perspective to say, well, you should have done it this way or you should have done it that way. But when you're, kind of in the thick of it you're just making the best decisions that you can with the people that are surrounding you and advising you and you know helping you make those decisions so yeah and you just basically didn't want to come across as some scorned ex like oh my right. boyfriend done, and you know by providing their seats it gave you credibility and i think like you said you don't know if the way you went about it is the right thing but the bottom line is the end result of what you did saved a relationship because if you don't come out and say anything and i said it on twitter last night like for all the people that destroyed you and were calling you names and calling you an opportunist and you're doing this for your career and all this stuff they should be first embarrassed by what they were saying back then but they should be thanking you now because as we saw it play out last night we realized that your story is what brought Hannah to her senses and realized she was basically lured in by a guy who lied and deceived her. And without you and without your story, she probably doesn't find out about this. And if she does, she finds out through private channels to where it's a lot easier for her to dismiss it. Like you said, if it's just you going to her, maybe it's just, okay, and just another, yeah, Jed's ex that he told me about after the day after we got engaged in Greece, like she's kind of, you know, ruffling some feathers now, but as long as it's not out there public, nobody knows, and I can stay with Jed and stay behind my man. It's almost like now, look, public social media is now a major thing on this show, and it can cause a breakup. And in this, yeah. and in this case, it did, but it did for the right reasons, not because you know you wanted a man back or something like that. It it, right. it benefited her, and it benefited the viewers that. Look at what we got. Look at what Haley did that saved a woman that was going down a hole with a guy that was not going to end well for her. Because if you didn't speak out, who knows? Maybe somebody would have later on. And a girl, right. you know, one of these girls that claims that, he, you know, was in his pool afterwards, you know, post-show. Yeah. And maybe they would have released receipts. Who knows? But you got right. it out there. You you made your story public and you saved Hannah from Jed. And um, I guess one thing. Just one final thing I wanted to ask you is like, is there anything, any lesson that you learned through all of this? About a million, but I would, you know, I would say the biggest one, you know, and also I just want to make like one more note kind of on what you were just saying about, about Hannah, like making that decision. But, you know, this is one as a, as a person who, you know, I feel like there were lots of, of messages and comments about her not seeing red flags in him. Yeah. And as someone who has fallen for this person, thought very highly of this person, trusted this person enough to believe them in their intentions for even going on the show, as someone who has been on the on the other side of of falling for him, I can completely understand how she felt in those moments. But then on the flip side, I can, you know, maybe I can at least understand some of the hurt, you know, it was a very public way that she found out about this, but you know, I I can't imagine reading in people magazine about this person that you've just gotten engaged to. And the fact that, you know, I was grateful to learn that, you know, this didn't happen after we dated for two years. I found out that this wasn't right. And this isn't the kind of relationship that, that I want to be a part of, you know, after six months, four months dating, two months of this show and, and all of this, you know, going on. And, and for her, like, I'm, I'm sure. And, and I hope that she's grateful that, 
she didn't end up in a, you know, two year engagement before she found this out, you know, yeah. I mean, that would be my only like hope. And, you know, I'm glad that she handled it the way that she did and, and all of that. But, you know, I would say the biggest lesson that I learned in, in all of this is that I just, there is a standard for a relationship. There is a responsibility in loving someone and I will not settle for less than someone who stands up to that responsibility and puts my heart before their own because you can, I will guarantee to you, I will put theirs before mine. So, you know, well, I think that's a, that's a hard lesson to learn. And I did it in a very big way, but Hey, I learned it somehow, you know? Yeah. Uh, um, and I'm glad you did. And I'm glad you shared your story, uh, with the media and then, uh, with me. And, um, I'm glad that you basically were vindicated last night uh, with what we saw. And um, again, I can't, I can't thank you enough, Haley, uh, for, for being so open and honest about everything this season. And I'm glad things have worked out for you. And, you know, we've all kind of now that it's, it's, there's probably a breath of fresh air and you can actually like take a deep breath now that like after last night, like it's over now, like there's really nothing left anymore um after this you know it's 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 done and over with you can move on we're just gonna go make some i'm just gonna go release some music now i was gonna say how's (laughs) how's the red naked do is it red naked right red naked that's it yeah it comes out on friday so we're excited oh i mean nice i feel if if anything i had a lot of energy (laughs) to put into my career in the past yeah few months so but yeah, we're really excited about it. So good well, things. That's great. Congratulations on that. And we'll be looking forward to that coming out on Friday. It's called Red Naked. And uh, it's by Sweet Leah uh, is your band. And uh, again, Haley, thank you so much for everything you've done. Uh, you've been really cool about being ready and, and answering stuff that I text you. And um, I really appreciate it. And thanks again uh, for coming on. Well, absolutely. And I, you know, I really appreciate you giving me so much time and, and, and everything it's it's been awesome and you've been so great so i really appreciate you as well no problem thank you uh we'll be in touch and good luck with everything sounds great thanks so much bye bye so thank you so much to Haley again for that i really appreciate it she's been she's been great and obviously she took a lot of shit after she came on and talked for 90 minutes people are calling her an opportunist you're after your 15 minutes Yet, if it wasn't for Haley, like, look, we don't know. If Haley never does an interview, you know, we talked about it at the beginning of the podcast, Hannah has said she probably would have fought for the relationship more, even though things were going bad. However, if Haley didn't speak, we just don't know what would have happened. People, and I showed you the tweets that the editor-in-chief, Kate Coyne, had, where they said they had other, they had much more damaging stuff against Jed as well. Women that had come forward. I had the Barbie story that I've teased and given you portions of. We don't know what would have happened if Haley didn't come forward. Maybe somebody else would have come forward a week later or two weeks later or a week before the finale. We just don't know. But Haley did the right thing. And I don't, I don't know anybody that can dispute that. And anybody that wants to sit here and bitch about, oh, she's after fame or whatever. I mean, really? Have have you heard Haley Stevens on your radio station since she did the interview? Have you heard her hosting America's Top 40? Have you heard her leading, you know, headlining at the Grand Ole Opry? No, she hasn't. She's in the band Sweet Leah. They're working on a single. It's getting released tomorrow, Red Naked. She's, this wasn't done for publicity. It was to share her story because this happened to her. And I guarantee if you ask Hannah, are you glad Haley shared that? It's a thousand percent yes. So how can you get mad at Haley when Hannah, the woman who was directly affected by the whole story, isn't mad at Haley? It just, I don't get some people. But anyway, this podcast has been brought to you by Protein One. When hunger strikes, just remember this set of numbers, 90, 10, 1. 90 calories, 10 grams of protein, 1 gram of sugar. These are the numbers of Protein One, a bar that fills you up without loading you up. Available in four tasty flavors that are going to help kick your cravings. Try Protein One for your next snack emergency. Available at all major retails, Walmart, Target, local grocery store, and Amazon. So again, thank you so much to Haley for coming on. And just wanted to hit on a few things at the beginning of the podcast, some stuff that I never really could get into uh, when I was writing on uh, yesterday's column. 
So, you know, just some things about the the Tyler and Hannah going forward. And, you know, please don't call me a hater or a troll or you just don't want them to succeed. And it's just like, look, I don't if they if they succeed and get married. Great. If they don't. Great. It doesn't affect me in any way, shape or form. However, I am going to give my opinion. And I just think that two people that are on the opposite coasts who didn't even agree to start dating, who just said, look, let's get drinks first. I just think realistically and logistically, this isn't going to be an easy thing for them to just carry on and see each other and go out on Friday nights. And for them to see each other, one of them has to make a cross-country flight or, you know, meet in the middle. It just, I'm just telling you, it's, if you're, if, if, if you are 100% thinking they're going to get married and this is going to be the greatest thing ever, I'm just saying temper your expectations. I, I just think this is two people that really liked each other two months ago are going to try to start up again, but it'll probably just kind of fade, and that's fine. It's okay if they don't end up together. Although le- reading some of the <laughs> emails and tweets today, I think, some, I think some people might need an oxygen tank if these two don't make it. Um, I don't get it myself, but I, you know, just it's okay if they don't make it. They can be friends and support each other. They don't have to be together. So, um, again, thank you all for tuning in. Please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple Podcast. So, by the way, Apple Podcasts changed their ranking styles yet again, so your guess is as good as mine as how that works anymore. Uh, but please, always rate, subscribe, and review because it, it, it will always help no matter what. So that'll do it for podcast number 141. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Haley, for coming on again. I really appreciate it. And we will be back next week uh, with number 142. So, for Haley Stevens, I'm Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. And we will talk to you next week. See ya!